everything that creatine stood for for the first 30 years, I wanted to flip that on its head. What is up? This is David Moss Jr. and I have a special guest today. This is Dan McCormick, the founder of Create Creatine Gummies. Dan, thanks for coming on this little podcast here, buddy. David, thank you for having me. What your audience will not see is that we're actually sharing a bunk bedroom this evening. Uh, and so yeah. this is just kind of an appetizer to what will be a very fun night. So to give a little backstory, we're here in Austin, Texas. We're at Eric Hinman's Founders Only Retreat. And I've been a consumer of Create Creatine Gummies for a while now. I absolutely love them. You have three flavors now. Yep. I just wanna, I wanna let you tell your story. It's like, why Creatine Gummies? What, what brought this about? And yep. what really makes Create Creatine Gummies special? Yeah, well, thank you for being a longtime supporter of the brand. I think you're our funniest and most engaging customer and supporter of the brand that we have. So it's always fun to interact with you and finally get to meet you in person. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so my story around Create is both personal and professional. On the personal side, creatine is something I've been taking for well over a decade. For, like a lot of people started taking it uh, freshman year high school football. I'm no yeah. longer a football player. Uh, I, I quickly realized uh, after starting the season that I did not have a career in football, uh, switched to cross country and track, but kept with the creatine because I always had a really positive experience with the compound. I didn't experience all the negative side effects that people report with creatine or talk about with creatine, which is like bloating, dehydration, hair loss, your kidneys are gonna fail. That was just never something I experienced. What I experienced is that uh, you know, I looked better, I felt better, I was recovering better, and so I stuck with it for the next decade. Um, and during that decade, my positive experiences always continued, but I became more kind of acutely aware of the public perception of creatine. Is it a steroid? Is it going to kill your kidneys? Your mom is going to be very afraid if you start taking it. Like all of the, the things that you've heard about creatine, probably dating back to Mark McGuire in like 1998, True. Um, those, those, that stigma kind of um, sticked around for, stuck around for the next 25, 30 years. Um, and that just never really made sense to me as a, a, um, a user of the product. At the same time, as I was kind of coming to that realization, I started to realize that more and more people were starting to learn about creatine for either the first time or revisiting it after many years of not taking it. Um, and so I thought there was a market opportunity. Um, but what I wanted to do was kind of everything that creatine stood for for the first 30 years, I wanted to flip that on its head. So from the form factor perspective, um, People don't like taking creatine powder. It's inconvenient, it doesn't taste great, it's grainy, you put it in a glass of water. And so we put it in a gummy. It's convenient, it's tasty, it's something that people look forward to. Creatine Forever was thought of as a male-only bodybuilder supplement. For us, that like creatine is beneficial for many different groups of people, male, female, young, old. So we wanted to build a brand um, that spoke to that versus just being an extreme bodybuilder supplement. Um, we wanted to focus not only on the physiological benefits of creatine, but also the cognitive benefits of creatine. Um, so that's my story is like, how can we take this, this compound that's had a really tough go of it for 30 years for really no reason and bring it to a ton, a ton of people that we think can positively benefit from it? Well, I've positively benefited from it and so has my, so my entire family. So yeah. I have a four-year-old, an eight-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 12-year-old who all love the create creatine gummies. We pack them in their lunch. I actually have Love to start it. packing more than just one or two now because they share them with their friends. Yeah. Now, when I talk to other parents about letting my kids eat one or two of these creatine gummies, each gummy has 1.5 grams yep. of creatine monohydrate. Is there any risks, and I'm, you're not a doctor, this isn't medical advice, yeah. disclaimer, 
but is there really any risk to a four-year-old, three-year-old, one-year-old? And if you're able to eat candy, here's right. my thoughts, and this is what I tell my son. Would I, would I rather my son eat one gummy that has 1.5 grams of creatine and he thinks he's eating candy, right. or would I rather him eat an entire bag of Skittles? Because that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, what I'll say about this is your kids are likely already consuming 1.5 grams of creatine in their diet, right? Yeah. Something close to that if they're already eating meat. I'm, I'm not sure if they, if they do eat meat, but if they do, they're already getting one to two grams of creatine out of their diet. So one gummy is called equivalent to one chicken breast. It, it's, it's really not going to have any negative or uh, long-term or short-term effects. Unfortunately, there's not the kind of long-term studies on creatine, especially in adolescent use, that I'd love to see out there. Yeah. Just to kind of make this a definitive statement that, yeah, creatine is beneficial for really all age populations, young and old. Um, but for a variety of reasons, there haven't been those kind of long-term longitudinal studies. But from a biochemical perspective, yeah, one to, I mean, even five grams of creatine for a adolescent is not going to be, um, it's not going to have negative uh, adverse effects on them. Right. And, and just to be fully transparent, because there's a lot of people watching this who yeah. might have misinformation that I also had. And there was a time in my life where I, I was under the assumption that creatine was a steroid, was yeah. a part of the steroid group. And if you were an athlete, you could not consume creatine, probably a lot to do with Mark McGuire and yeah. some of the other things that had happened in sports, but creatine is not a steroid. Creatine from a uh, chemical makeup perspective and, and the effect that it has on your body is certainly just not a steroid. I think where people get confused is that creatine has many of the positive effects that steroid use would, but with really none of the downside effects. Um, so within a couple of weeks of taking creatine, uh, all else equal, you'll be somewhere between 10 to 15% stronger. You'll see increased muscle mass. Your muscle recovery will be better. There's other kind of cognitive effects that people report with steroid use that you also experience with, with creatine. Uh, there's just no chemical kind of, um, there, there's no chemical similarities between the two compounds. They just have similar, although creatines are obviously a little bit more muted than steroids, similar positive benefits without the negative downsides of something like steroid use, which certainly is not advisable to any age population. No, definitely. Is there too much creatine you can take in a day? No, not really. Um, not really. Uh, traditionally, people loaded creatine. And loading creatine is when you're taking basically 20 grams a day for the first week that you start taking creatine. And the idea there is let's saturate your muscles with creatine as quick as possible and then go into a maintenance dose. Um, all of the negative side effects that people report with creatine, the, the bloating, the dehydration, the uh, breaking out with acne, those are generally associated with loading because anytime you introduce 20 grams of a foreign substance in your body, um, you're going to have some negative adverse effects to it. What we recommend is just start with the maintenance dose and be as consistent as possible over maintenance a long- Maintenance is five grams? Yeah, maintenance is three to five grams. Cool. Um, so we recommend you know, long-term usage of three to five grams a day. That being said, um, you know, there's folks that take anywhere from 10 to 20 grams a day, and that's perfectly fine, and everyone kind of has different needs. But for your average person, and what the research suggests is that it's three to five grams a day, and you're going to experience the benefits. It just may take you one or two weeks longer than if you loaded. It's great to know. Um, you, um, I know you saw the reel I made uh, yeah. <laughs> not too long ago where I compared taking the creatine gummies to taking creatine powder. And yep. I, as well, have taken creatine powder since high school um, on and off. And I have basically always had creatine as a powder 
in my medicine cabinet, in yep. my supplement stack. Me too. And um, when I was introduced to create creatine gummies, one, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a really cool idea because that, it, to me, creatine powder also looks like cocaine. Yeah. You know, and like you, you get creatine powder, you're throwing it in your cup. Some gets on the counter, you have friends over and they're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's, it's creatine, but it, right. it really does have other resemblances. And, um, and one of the things that I've always struggled with is when I'm traveling is how do you, I don't want to bring an entire tub of creatine. Yeah, no one does. So I'd like to throw it in a Ziploc bag, have it pre-measured. Uh, that looks bad. In little dime bags you travel In little with dime it. bags, yeah. yeah. <laughs> little dime bags and, you know, I've got a guy call on a, on a burner phone. Yeah, yeah. It. Now, it's, but it is, it's kind of like one of those embarrassing moments where when you travel and, you know, if someone happens to open up your bag and they see these little Ziploc bags, they can't, like, they're not going to put their fingernail and, and do the little sniff test. Totally. They just ask you to throw it out or it gets tested and you're held up in line. And you're held up in line. So I, I just want to kind of commend you on, one, making something that is very beneficial to the general population whether you are an athlete you work out there's so many additional benefits and i'd like to talk real quick because i think the top three benefits that people know like this is why i should take creatine is it's going to help with my muscle growth it's going to help with my uh, physical performance right and there's more studies now showing about cognitive enhancement what about people who aren't athletes and yeah. don't really plan on going to the gym more than maybe like once or twice a week yep. is creatine beneficial for them yeah so creatine is beneficial for them we would of course recommend that you're matching creatine supplementation with some kind of active lifestyle whether it's active training or walking or yoga there's many ways that you can say active beyond just going to the gym and getting a pump so creatine is always going to be most beneficial for those populations for people that don't work out at all creatine is still beneficial right it helps facilitate the production of atp atp is kind of the energy currency of the cells increases your body's energy and so that's helpful you know for many different groups there's one thing that that's quite interesting like think about your 75 year old grandmother she's likely not going to the gym she's likely not lifting weights but her muscles are deteriorating very very quickly sarcopenia yes. and that is the leading indicator of of fatality, right? Uh, uh, if you fall and you're of that age, how much muscle mass you have is highly determinant of kind of what the outcome looks like if you yeah. do have a fall like that. Very true. Creatine, again and again, is proven to slow down sarcopenia. Of course, that that slowdown is is um, is enhanced if you are working out. But even if you are not, there are benefits that slow down sarcopenia and that then can have a huge impact on later in life. So you would say that maybe for like elderly people who aren't as active as they would love to be, right? Right. Taking a creatine supplement could have benefits for them even if they're not as active as they would love to be. That's right. And I think that uh, to them, I would suggest that think of it more like a daily nutrient. Yeah. Uh, keeping a well-maintained, balanced diet. If they can get in three to five grams of creatine out of their diet, more power to them. Just most people cannot, especially in that age group. I also read somewhere that creatine can help with bone density. Yeah. Is that true as well? It's true. The science there is not as conclusive as I'd probably want it to be to kind of go on your, speak to your huge audience. No, this and isn't medical advice. Yeah. I'm literally just having a conversation with you, asking questions that you might have as well. Yeah. So if there's any questions you have, post them in the comments below because me and Dan are now friends. Yep. And uh, I, I'll, I'll be able to get some answers from Dan and also maybe do some future videos on creatine and supplementation. So, so post those down in the comments below if you have any questions that you are just like, excited to ask bone density yeah so there's science that says it's beneficial there's science that says there's really no impact of creatine supplementation again there's just not the scale of 
research on different groups of people over long periods of time, different lifestyles, to definitively say whether or not creatine is beneficial for bone health. What I will say of creatine, if you're thinking about any of these positive benefits of creatine, the important thing to, to know is like the, net, the downside of taking it is so low that if there is a chance that it could help with something like bone density, um, it's a, it's a risk-adjusted really good bet to make, especially because there are these science-backed benefits that are proven across hundreds of studies like building muscle, like better athletic performance, like muscle recovery. Um, that if you're taking it for bone density, it doesn't have that impact on you, but you get all these other impacts and there's really no negative downsides. Yeah. That's a very good risk-adjusted trade. I love it. Now, we got to talk last night and I got to ask a few questions that I was I was just excited to ask. Yeah. So one of the things, I'm kind of like a little bit of an ingredient snob. My wife is too, and we yep. like to look at the ingredients and stuff. There's a reason, right? There's a reason on your creatine gummies that you actually have one gram of carb. Yep. Can you explain that? So there, there's two reasons. One is creatine, when matched with the carbohydrate, shows better muscle absorption. Better muscle absorption leads to better effects when it comes to creatine supplementation. The second thing is the gummy tastes a lot better. And part of this is getting people to build a routine, right. making creatine something that they look forward to on a daily basis. One carb is not going to you know, throw you off your diet necessarily. Um, and so the, the, the trade-off between, hey, should we make this as low sugar as possible? Maybe use kind of chemical sweeteners that aren't good in another way just so we can bring down the sugar profile. We decided, no, let's try to keep this as natural as possible. Let's make this as tasty as possible within those constraints. And let's get people taking creatine on a daily basis because it's something they actually look forward to doing. I look forward to it. I yeah. enjoy, I actually really enjoy letting other people try it. I made a few reels, all legitimate reels and videos at my CrossFit gyms where yep. I'll just open a bag and say, hey, you want to try a Create Gummy? And people are, are, are actually, it's funny. I think you did a great job with the, the marketing of it, the branding of it. The, the flavors are great. There's orange. There's Now there's watermelon yep. and blue raspberry. All are phenomenal. My favorite is blue raspberry. Same. So far, that's been a very common theme with everyone. I've tried a bunch of them. They love the watermelon. They love the orange. Yeah. But the blue raspberry, there's something about it that just, it almost like the texture. Yeah. You know, like bubble gum that you, you chew and it kind of softens and you want to swallow it, but you're like, oh, my mom said <laughs> if I swallow bubble gum. It's going to be in my intestines forever. It's like, if you like that texture, the bubble gum that you chew and it's so soft that you're like, oh man, this would actually feel good. Is it like the big league chew or something? Big league chew. It's so similar. It's like to almost that. a little chalky on the outside in a good way. It's yeah. like powdered and something. Yeah. Yes. And then you chew it, gets soft and then you, you can swallow create. Yeah. So it's, it's good to do that. Everybody loves it. I haven't had one person say anything negative about it. Actually, people love when they know I need to make a make a video because they're like, hey, are you going to bring Create in? You come they, strapped they with the gummies. It, they're stoked. So you're doing a great job with that. So we talked a lot about creatine. Yep. We talked uh, why you brought it to market. What's some of the future plans for Create, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, so right now we are entirely an online business. We're selling at our website, trycreate.co. We're available on Amazon. We just got the bestseller badge on Amazon for creatine gummies. Nice. Uh, we're the top-selling uh, gummy on Amazon in, in the creatine space. I think what you'll see from our brand in the future is a doubling down on credibility, and you'll start to see us in more places in the real world. Um, and so on the credibility front, we are kind of at the goal line for NSF for sports certification. That's huge. That is huge. It allows us to work with professional athletes, college athletes, Olympians, people that just are very discerning about what they put in their body. Right. And it also differentiates us from every other kind of product on the market where you don't actually know what's going into their product. Right. 
The second thing is we're super excited in the next couple of weeks to release uh, product testing on our, on our gummy. We've obviously had that in place forever, but we'll be publicly releasing um, third-party testing from Eurofins. It's the leading cool. lab in the world that proves that we have 1.5 grams of creatine in our gummies. That's great. Um, and I'll say it on, on your YouTube for all the other creatine gummy entrepreneurs out there, we'd happily pay for that testing for your brand as well if you're willing to go through it. Cool. Um, and then the third thing is is that all of our gummies are now made with Creapure. Uh, Creapure if you uh, follow creatine, which I imagine many of you don't follow it as closely as I do, is the leading creatine supplier in the world. It's a company called Auschem. It's come from Germany. It's a 100-year-old company. They go through tons and tons of tests before that, that product ever hits a, a customer's lips. Um, and so those three things are really exciting for us from a, a credibility perspective. From, um, from a kind of where you'll see us in the world perspective, we're continuing to expand our digital presence. We're excited to work, continue to work with you and a bunch of other folks like you in, in the space. Um, and then we'll be doing a, a national retail rollout in, in a couple of weeks here that I'm excited to share more details on later. Awesome, um, but I, I think it means that you'll see Create anytime you really go and buy supplements in, in the US. So um, we're excited about that as well. That's so huge, man. Well, thanks. I, we're like running out of, of daylight here, but I, I feel like I want to keep this going, man. There's so much there's so much good stuff coming out right now, but I think it's probably a good time unless you have anything else you want to add to to conclude this yeah. little conversation. But I do want to let anyone watching know that if you have any questions, once again, post them in the comments below. I'll find the answers for you. If you want to try Create for yourself, I'll have a link down in the description below. If you're listening to this on a podcast, the link is going to be very simple. It's dmjr.co slash create. And that's C-R-E-A-T-E. And you can use discount code MOSS. That's M-A-U-S. And that'll save you quite a bit of money. And I appreciate you for letting me offer discounts to my viewers and listeners because I, I want more people to try Create. I, yeah. I want more people personally. I would love to see more people include creatine in their diet. Most people aren't getting enough meat in their diet. A lot of people try the vegan diets where you get no creatine. Is there other forms of creatine that you can get other than meat if you're not taking a supplement? Uh, so plants? your body produces a little bit of it. In dairy, there's low levels of creatine as well. But if someone's straight vegan, which there's no problem, no. not shaming anybody. No shame. But for vegans and vegetarians, the benefits of creatine supplementation uh, are much more pronounced than somebody that has already creatine in their daily diet. True. So if you are vegan and vegetarian, highly recommend trying creatine supplementation. Our gummies are made with pectin. They are vegan, vegetarian, non-GMO, yep. all of the certifications. But yeah, as you said, I'm super excited about having more people try creatine, whether it's our product or someone else's product as well. There's about 2 million people in the U.S. that supplement with creatine daily. One of our core beliefs is that number should be on the order of 50 to 100 times higher. It should just be part that's of everyone's very, diet. When you said that, that doesn't make sense. That's it? Yeah, it's about 2 million people. Wow. And I'm one of them. <laughs> You're one of them. One in a million. <laughs> one in two million. One in two million. <laughs> <laughs> we need to increase that number. Still special in my heart, though. Oh, thank you, bro. Hey, I'm actually curious. If you're watching this and you are one of those two million people who supplements with creatine, post that down in the comments below. Spam those comments below and let me know you take creatine on a daily basis because I'm just curious. I'm curious if you're watching this and you've me gotten too. this far into this interview video podcast, if, um, if that's something that you do. And if not, let me know as well. Say, no, I didn't know this or ask the questions that you might have because... I want to help. I want to help educate people on the benefits of this and and the risks and yeah. the downsides. And that's something that I'm committed to doing on my channel is is helping people 
figure out and experimenting with a lot of this stuff myself. I can say I've taken creatine for a very long time. I eat a lot of meat. Yep. And that's why I asked the question, like, is there a risk to too much creatine? And one last little thing that yeah. a lot of people, especially older people, parents who have heard all the bad things. Yep. Um, creatine that we supplement and eat and the creatine in our blood are not the same thing, right? Not the same thing. Creatinine is a waste product of creatine. And forever people have associated creatine with renal dysfunction or, or kidney dysfunction. Yes. And that's because um, if you have high levels of creatinine in your system, that is a biomarker that your kidneys are not properly functioning, not mm. functioning properly rather. Um, that is not, uh, kidney, uh, creatine is not causing the renal dysfunction. It's just that doctors look at your blood tests, they say, for, as we just uh, as we just discussed, ninety eight percent of people are not taking creatine, and so when they see high creatinine levels, they're saying, "Oh, something is wrong with your kidneys." Your creatinine levels will increase when you do take creatine, but that's just natural. You're putting more creatine, thus more cre creatinine waste product is going to be in your system, but it's not causing any renal dysfunction. And what I heard, and correct me if I'm wrong. The if you're not supplementing with creatine and you're you get your blood work done and your creatinine numbers are higher or elevated, a lot of that has to do with stress. Right. Cortisol, high cortisol, and stress, adrenal fatigue, and uh, uh, consuming a lot of caffeine, um, living a high stress, yeah, low sleep, low recovery, or something health. is wrong with your kidneys and you should and certainly get that checked out. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. That's awesome, man, dude. Thank you so much Thank for you. the time. Thank you so much for watching. Once again, any questions, pop them in the comments below. Make sure you like, subscribe. See you on the next video, guys. Have a great day. And God bless.